Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. How did your journey end up to where you are now? Yeah, so it kind of happened by accident. Like, literally, I was in college, and i that was the first time I realized I did not have good credit. I tried to get a car. They wanted me to finance it at, like, 28%. Damn. I took it because I didn't even I oh, didn't even, yeah because I didn't grow up learning about credit or knowing about credit it wasn't a thing so um, by the time I realized I had bad credit it was too late I was already uh, mid contract so when I you know went to renew my car they told me you know hey you can't you you're gonna take negative equity into your new loan you need to fix your credit and I just went home and I just started researching it so as I began to like fix my own credit repair it and and like build. Um, I started like telling my family and friends about it, like things to do, things that were working for me. And it started with me starting a Facebook group with like 10 people just for my family and friends. And that ended up, that group now has over like 600,000 people, but it started just in that group, me thinking I'm sharing credit information with family and friends. 
and I ended up going to school for it, changing my major, switching my major, studying it, getting certified, getting board certified, and it kind of just happened like that. I started trying to fix my own, and then I just like became obsessed and fell in love with, with credit. 20, 28% is crazy. Did, were you aware that your credit, I mean, obviously it was a mm -hmm. surprise to you, but what were the things that you were doing looking back that were negatively affecting your credit? I think my biggest thing was I, I wasn't I hadn't built credit at that point like it was it was I was always taught no credit cards cash buy everything if you if you don't have the money for it you can't afford it mm. now I know that of course it's not true but living that way you know caused me to not have credit and then the credit that I did have I had like a few collections just low level like T-Mobile phone bills and stuff like that but yeah so I had no credit and then on top of that I had a few bad accounts gotcha yeah so um Okay, so when did you start like teaching credit? Um, so it started, like I said, with just teaching, sharing information, I would say, with my family and friends. I didn't start officially teaching it until um, I got certified. So I, I was certified through FICO, um, and then I went to get certi board certified as a credit educator. And so that was when I was like comfortable with sharing information. Uh, I'm just the type that I don't like to teach or educate about anything that I don't feel like I'm an expert in, especially online, because... You know, people, people, people crazy. So, yeah, I definitely, um, after I realized, like, I had a passion for it, I knew that this was something that the people that look like me in my community, I knew that this, this was something that they was missing. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I could explain it in a way that they can, they would understand, which is what was, like, the driving force around me getting the formal education and then, like, translating it to my audience and people that look so like me. So what is that? Is it a FICO certification? Yes, yes. What is, what is that? Oh, they need the program back. But it was a program where you would go through, it was eight weeks, and you would literally just learn the ins and outs of the FICO score, like every how every single point is allocated, um, how, how your credit, we had to break down a credit report. Um, I'm able to, like, look at a credit report and immediately identify any areas of opportunity. Like, they teach, the FICO course taught you in a way that credit is not being taught anymore. It was just, like, diving in detail about how every single item affects your score things that that will lend points to your score and it just kind of took the mask off i would say of just credit score so when we talk about fico a lot of people what's your fico score what's your credit score yes how does this work because we know that there's bureaus experian equifax transunion mm -hmm. and then there's fico are the scores from those three bureaus average and that becomes your fico score? how does that work so the easiest way to explain it is we have three separate credit scores. Mm -hmm. um, they're assigned by TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Um, so those are three scores that you'll, you'll, you're assigned. Now, when it comes to FICO score and credit score, FICO score is the industry standard. So like if you're purchasing a home, if you're buying a car, applying for a credit card, they're going off your FICO score. Okay. Um, the difference is most people are only privy of their Vantage score, which is essentially just like a... A, a free version of FICO score, and that is like when you have Credit Karma. Most most credit monitoring apps will give you your Vantage score mm -hmm. as opposed to your FICO score, which is why a lot of times people will think that they know what their credit score is, and they'll go apply for something, and they're like, well, Credit Karma was telling me I had a 650, but the car lot is telling me I have a 540. Um, so there, there are three different credit scores, and within to not make it complex, FICO has uh, many different models. So depending on what you're applying for, the lender will choose a different model that, yeah. that they'll pull. I think I've seen that. So it was mm -hmm. like if I needed a loan, it was like FICO score 8. Or yes, if I needed yes. a credit card, it was different bureaus inside of it. And they, mm -hmm. they could be similar or they could be vastly different, right? They could be vastly they, different, yeah. Because yeah. they're graded differently? True. So 
the the ones that I like to talk about because I think that everyone should be aware of these different ones. FICO A is the the one that's used the most. So especially when you're applying for credit cards, um, some car and personal loans, they're going to use FICO A. Mm -hmm. When you're purchasing a home, they're specifically going to use FICOs two, four, and five, which are known as the mortgage scores. If you're purchasing a car, they're going to use your your FICO five. I mean your FICO um, six, which is your auto score. Okay. So there's those are like the three most used versions or widely used versions of your FICO score. But the way that I teach credit, um, you when you fix your credit profile, it'll translate across all scores, which is why I don't necessarily like place too much emphasis on the different versions of your FICO score. Because if you have a healthy profile, it'll translate regardless of which score is pulled. Keep it healthy. Yeah. So what factors contribute to your, um, your personal credit score? So... Credit score is, your credit score is broken down into five categories, right? So most people know your payment history is 35%, your uh, credit utilization is 30%, credit age is 15%, and then hard inquiries and um, credit mix are both 10%, right? So those are the five factors that 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 um, lend to your credit scores. Now, they're weighted differently. So payment history is 35 or is 35% or worth up to 192.5 points. Um, credit utilization is worth 165 points. Credit age is worth 82.5 points. And then hard increase in credit mix are both worth 55 points each, right? So those are the separate factors. And when you're building your credit, if you focus on those top three categories, which is credit utilization, payment history, and credit age, you'll have at least like a 680, 690 and sometimes even a 700, depending so, on. So can you yeah. go through each one of those top three? Like yeah, credit mm -hmm. utilization, explain. I definitely can. So payment history is the largest factor in your credit score. So in layman's terms, pay your bills on time. Um, if you cannot make a payment, schedule schedule an arrangement with, the, with your bank. Because the second that your bank reports a late payment, which is a payment that's 30 days past the due date, you will have a late payment. Um, because your payment history is the largest factor, one late payment can literally drop your score up to 100 points, depending. Um, and so then credit utilization, which is one that's slept on. And honestly, it's the one to me that has the most immediate impact on your score. So what I mean by that is your credit utilization is pertaining to credit cards. So how, how much you're using your credit card, how much, how much balance, how much of a balance you carry over to the next month is going to determine your utilization. Keeping that below 10% is going to do wonders for um, any profile. And then credit age is something that when you're in the beginning of building your credit, you're not really going to have any control over that. As you open new accounts, close new accounts, if you are repairing your credit and you're getting things deleted, that also um, affects your credit age because it is an average. Um, so after you after you get your your basic base level credit profile and we can go into that don't apply for anything for six to nine six to nine months and that'll that'll aid to improving your credit age um, because that's the mistake that a lot of people make when they're building credit the the probably the number one mistake so, yeah. is what applying too fast trying to build credit too fast trying to thinking that anything that they apply for and get approved for it's a great thing for their credit profile the Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. 
The Amex Business Gold Card. Now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.